Saturday show here on the Zone Sports Network. I'm Adrian Lyons with Jay Cash. We're here at Stockton 12 Honda, 10860 South, Auto mm-hmm. Mall Drive. Uh, remember, you can come in and you can look at a 2019 Civic for $5 a day. The Accords and HRVs, $6 a day. And the CRV, $8 a day. Or two Hondas for $12 a day. Also, check out all of the certified pre-owned Hondas and mm-hmm. giant selection out there. And Jake just had his car worked on and just got it finished. They just dropped the keys off for you, yeah. pal. Yeah, they, they did a good job with it. It they doesn't look any different, you, but, but it looks is great. Is it sitting out there for you? It's right over there, actually. So, yeah, it's looking good. So I'm glad you got that in. You were like, next time we come here, I'm going to get my car serviced. I was like, yeah. that's like the smartest thing you can do if we're yep. at the Honda. And it'll be and coming back. Drive a Honda. Yes. Yeah, we'll be bringing it back here, so don't worry. It, it was, cool. they were They were great with it. They took care of it in an orderly fashion fit me into their busy schedule, and I appreciate them doing it. Uh, we're going to hear now from Starlow to Lele, Jake. Okay. Good morning, DJ and P- Good morning, yeah. DJ and PK. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 ah, The fine. Zone. We'll we are right joined now by the former youth star, now a Buffalo Bill, Starlow to Lele, joins us right now. Star, good morning. Morning, man. How you doing? Good. So when I say former youth, does that seem like you were playing at Utah about <laughs> – 10 years ago or about 10 minutes ago? It, it sounds a lot. I mean, it feels a lot closer than it really was. I mean, it's been, uh, I'm just my seventh year in the league now. So, I mean, it feels a lot closer than it, than it really is I'm getting old. <laughs> yeah. Seven years in the league, particularly the position you play, uh, that is quite the grind. How does your body feel in terms of being fresh during the season and be able to maintain the type of conditioning that you need to to play defensive line in the NFL? Yeah, I mean, there's really no such thing for us as, as you know, fresh, completely fresh. But um, when you can – you try to get your body every day. You're working on your body, every part of your body. Every day is a different part for your body. Um just trying to get it to where um, where you feel good come Sundays. So, I mean, it's as you get older, those things come more um, relevant. Um, you know, but when you were younger, you know, you, you didn't have to do all of that. You know, you could go outside and practice an hour, hour or two with, without warming up and doing all that. But, you know, getting getting a little bit older, you got you to gotta take a little bit better of your body, a little bit better body so- maintenance. So as you get into the off season, how long does it take to really feel good? Because I would assume some of the bumps and bruises heal in a week or two, but you probably got more major yeah. stuff that takes a while. Right. Yeah, I mean the bumps and bruises, those um, anywhere from you know two two weeks, three weeks. Um, I'll usually start doing a little thumb. I, I try not to go without doing anything physical any longer than two weeks um, because I find that. Um, you know, actually going out and doing something, whether it's foam rolling, stretching, a little bit of yoga, uh, just to keep your blood flowing in your body. Especially, like I said, as you get older, um, you know, I found that to, to be a huge help where you're not sitting as long. So, Has there been much difference in the way you play from Carolina to Buffalo? Uh, you know, not a whole lot. It's, it's, it's the exact same defense uh, I had. Coach McDermott was my defensive coordinator in in Carolina. He drafted me, and then he's now the head coach, and it's his, it's still his his system here in Buffalo. So, I've been in the same defense for you know all seven of my my years in the league. Um, 
So it, uh, philosophy-wise, it hasn't changed much. Um, I'm given a little bit more freedom here to kind of um, play more to my style. Uh, but as far as philosophy and everything like that, everything's been the same. So I've been lucky in that, that aspect. I've heard in Buffalo that there's a little bit of similarity to living in Utah, and I don't know that many people who've been there, but smaller town, they really bond with their team yeah, the way people bond absolutely. with the Jazz. You feel that? Absolutely, man. I, the, the people here in Buffalo are, are passionate about their sports, um, especially about the Bills. Um, the football atmosphere here comes Sunday. It's crazy. It, I said it before. It feels like it reminds me of college. Um you know, the tailgating, I mean, guys, people are out here two, three nights before Sunday just trying to get their spots. And then, you know, during the game, we have a real home field advantage because of how great our fans are. So it's, um, you know, it, we don't have a huge stadium, like you said, but just like at Utah, um, you know, we they're loyal. You know, Utah fans are known to be loyal. The Jazz fans are known to be loyal. Um, fanatics, and that's just what we have here in, in Buffalo. You know, the fans are great. So you play, obviously, in the AFC East. Uh, how is it like trying to measure yourselves as a team against the Patriots? Yeah. I mean, it's, there's no there's no way around it. You know, they're kind of the what everybody's trying to be. You know, there's, they've won six, six Super Bowls. Well, Tom Brady has six Super Bowls now. Um, and, you know, in order for us to get to where we want to be, we, we know they're going to be the ones that we have to take off, knock off the top. So we have a work cut out for us, but, you know, I feel like our team this year is heading in a good direction. We picked up some great key parts on both sides of the ball. Uh, you know, and we're just excited. I mean, OTAs have been, have been good. Everybody's been meshing, so we're excited for the opportunity. Now that you're in the division, you see them a couple times a year. Do you view them differently than you did when you were in Carolina? You know, not really. I played, I think I played against the Patriots and Tom Brady every year that I was in Carolina, whether it was in the preseason or regular season. So, you know, he's the same guy. He hasn't changed. You know, and why would he? I mean, he's got six rings now. So, yeah, I mean, there's nothing, you know, they don't do a whole lot of trickery or you know exactly what they're going to do. You know, you know, everything you practice is what they do in the game, but they just execute it so well. So, I mean, it's, so it's nothing too crazy, but they do they do what they do real well. Now you're on the other side of the ball, but have you gotten to know that cowboy, your new quarterback? I guess that he'd go in the second year, so he's not as new. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. He's he, he's a funny guy. He's a, he's a character, but he's a real good guy, you know. Um, and he's a he's a heck of a football player. He's a real competitor. You know, he wants to win, and we could we we could see that in him last season. You know, when 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 Josh is in there. Um, we know that he wants to win and he's a competitor. He doesn't want to lose, so um, he'll do whatever he needs to do, whatever he needs to do to, to get us that win. Um, you know, and yeah, like we used to be in the Mountain West together. You know, we we kind of jaw at each other back and forth a little bit, talking about how Utah always whoops on Wyoming and stuff like that. But nothing too crazy. So I'm interested when you get into the uh, the Wayback Machine, and now, you know, it's fun to kind of talk about that stuff a little bit, but, you know, it's your job to focus on the Bills. Do some of the earlier games, do they still stay with you? Do you ever get over some of those? I was reading up on you and how when you were at Snow, you lost a double overtime 
junior college national title game to Butler Community College. Does that kind of <laughs> yeah. does that fade into the background, or does that still irritate you that you were that close and you didn't get it? I mean, for a while, it, 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 I'd be lying if I said it didn't. But for a while, it, it does because you know you spend so much time, you work so hard, and then to get that close and lose. Um, it, it's tough. So, you know, you never want to lose and you never want to feel like you, you were outplayed and you, you got beat as a competitor and as a professional athlete. You never want to feel that way. So, I mean, it does take some time to get over it, but, um, you know, it, I never let anything stick in my mind too long. You speak of some of the new guys you got. Uh, Ed Oliver got a lot of attention in uh, college. Now you're just in the off-season practices, but how has he looked? Uh, he was good. Um, athletic guy. Um, you know, he has he has a size that's going to be tough for offensive linemen to to um, you know kind of get get under him and move him around. You know, he has that leverage on people. Um, you know, he's explosive. Um, you know, he's he's just learning the plays now, trying to get that down, and I think he'll be fine. <clears throat> So, Star, I listen to you talk about other guys, and, you know, you're you're 29 now. You'll be turned 30 at the end of this next season here. You've had yeah. teammates retire. Do you think about life after football? Do you think about staying in football in some roles, scouting, coaching, front office, talent evaluation? Or when you're done, do you want to get as far away from it as possible? <laughs> I think um, once I initially am retired as a player, I think I'd like to get away from it for, for a while. Um but then who knows, you know, I, I think I'd, I'd like to get back into it because it's what I know, it's what I'm good at, um, it's what I understand. So, I mean, and just to have the opportunity to work with some younger guys and kind of share my knowledge and, and um, help them uh, give them a better chance to get to where I, I, I've been and um, improve their life as well as the life of their families, you know, that's something that I would really um, enjoy doing. So, you know, I, I, the only down part to, to being a coach or a scout is just – the time I, I don't spend a whole lot of I don't I do the film and stuff here now because I'm a player but I know coaches watch probably twice or three times as much film as players do and I don't know if I can do all that sitting around watching film and meetings and all that but I think once I take a little little break once I retire maybe maybe uh, it'll come back to me so you play such a physical position how long do you think you can last oh yeah, uh, as long as my body my body holds up. So whenever my body decides to, you know, tell me it's, it's time, then it's going to be time. But for right now, I'm, I'm focused on, you know, just being the best that I can be for this defense and this team um, and getting us as far as we can go. So, you know, I think, I think my body will tell me when it's time, um, whenever that is, you know, a year, two years, three years, hopefully no longer than four years, but, you know, we'll see. Well, Star, you've been playing in Carolina and now Buffalo on the East Coast. How hard is it to follow the Pac-12? We've certainly heard a lot about the Pac-12 yeah. TV contract. How yeah. does that work for you? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, when my brother was playing at Utah, you know, I try to play Saturday nights and I play Sundays. So I try to catch as many as much as I could of his game, but they, they don't come on until around 10 o'clock over here for the most part. And, you know, I, I, I'd stay up as long as I could and then, I'd have to get some sleep for the game in the morning, so it, it's tough. I mean, I, I, I try to sneak it in during meetings at the hotels and stuff, but for the most part, I, I miss a lot of that. 
Utah's had a lot of success in putting defensive linemen and offensive linemen, for that matter, into the NFL. Can you put your finger on why that program has been known for producing NFL interior linemen year after year? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they, they recruit really well um, uh, as far as interior defensive linemen and, and offensive linemen. I think Utah does a good job of recruiting. Um, for the most part, I, I, they recruit a lot in-house. Um, but then you get a lot of guys from, you know, California, Texas, Florida. Um, <clears throat> and then you got, I mean, this year, I, I don't see why any interior defensive lineman wouldn't want to come and play under, you know, Coach Oha and Paul Soliai, two guys who, who've been to the top. Um, that's a huge, I, I think that'd be a huge selling point for any interior defensive lineman um, in coming to Utah. So, I mean, I think the, the recruiting does a great job. Um, and then guys who have come before, you know, before I came out, Shona, Ola, Paul Solia, like I said, those guys, Maake, um, you know, they've been to the league. You know that Utah can put guys into the league. So that was a huge selling point for me. Um, so I think the guys who have come before, um, alumni, and then the recruiting, and then just the whole program there at, at the University of Utah is, is almost catered to. So is it more of a us, case to, to us big guys? Is it more of a case that they, as you point out, they recruit the guys who are going to be NFL guys, or is it more of a case of if you're fringe either way, they coach you up and give you an edge that guys coming out of those schools, even if they have the same physical tools, they don't have that edge that comes from the coaching. Right. I think it's a little both. Like I said, especially this year with a guy like Sonny Boha and, and um, Lewis Powell and, and Paul Soliai, you have two guys who, three guys who, you know, Lewis played, um, started for University of Utah, went to Leafs a little bit, and then you got Paul and Shone who have both been um, starters for multiple years in the NFL for their for their respective teams. So, I mean, if you want if you want to play for people who know what they're doing and know what they're talking about and who have been there, you know, that's that's just, I don't see any other reason why you wouldn't want to go there. How much are you uh, able to get out to Utah? Um, since I've been here in Buffalo, um, my kids are getting older. Girls are getting older, so they're in school here. Um, so year-round, we're, we're pretty much out here in Buffalo. But um, we try to get back there as much as we can. It, it's tough because – you know, there's no direct flights from, from Buffalo to Utah, so we got to connect. And it's just tough flying with four kids. You know, it's a whole lot of work, um, especially with my youngest. He's a handful. So, <laughs> I mean, we, 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 we try to get back as much as we can, but not as much as we used to. So is your oldest nine or ten, somewhere in that range? Yeah, yeah. My oldest will be uh, ten this year. So I bring that up because your wife played volleyball. You're obviously an NFL yeah. guy. I figure you're like only two or three years away from your kids getting recruited. I don't know for what sport, but whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, um, I mean, we, we, we try to get them started in some, a little bit of basketball this year. You know, this is really the first uh, time really playing any kind of sports, team team sports. So, I mean, uh, as parents, we're not going to force them or – anything like that but if they want to you know I, I think they'd have the talent for it 
So your father was a seminary teacher, and I don't think they make a lot of money. Did you did you help him out a little no. bit? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did a little bit for my parents. I mean, I, I took good care of them <clears throat> for the most part. Um, you know, my mom, she doesn't work. Uh, my dad works just because, you know, it's what he enjoys doing. So, um, you know, I, I've tried. That's been a big goal of mine since I was a little kid was to take care of them. And so um, – being in the league has just given me that, that exact opportunity. Well, we appreciate a few minutes of your time, Star. Good luck. We'll keep our eye on the Bills. Everybody's waiting for somebody to beat the Patriots. It might as well be you. <laughs> yes, sir. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks for your time, Star. Thank you. There you go, Star Low to Lele. Always good to hear from former, uh, former local players who were in the NFL, mm-hmm. carved out a really nice career for himself. Now he's in Buffalo. We heard him talk about it. He said that the the environment in Buffalo is similar to what it is like for for Utah. Like hmm. fans are loyal to their team. It's kind of the only show in town, so people really buy into so this team. Choke slamming each other through burning tables in Kay. the parking lot. The Bills Mafia is one of a kind. Let's put it that way. Absolutely, but it's a, it's. I a, love when you have to make a rule. Please don't smash each other through yeah, tables. That, yeah, that does seem to change a few things. Yeah. But it it's very interesting with all that because. It's cool that they buy in to that and the players can feed off of it. Mm-hmm. But you also heard him say, yeah, we do have the Patriots in our division. So that's the tough part is like yeah. you already know that you're staring up at a, at the giant in front of you. Then so. they get to the playoffs and just completely yeah. the next year just go nowhere. I they really, did beat the Vikings, yeah. though, so unfortunately. But Starr's got a good running mate now, Ed Oliver, alongside yep. him on that defensive line. That'll be good. Uh, Josh Allen, I think he's a good player. Um, I really feel like, and this just brings us closer to home, I feel like the Josh Allen story is something we're going to see play out with what's happening in Logan with Jordan Love. I think the Jordan Love is being underappreciated for how good he is. He may not be a top 10 draft pick whenever he decides to go pro, but I'm telling you, Jordan Love, I think, is the same type of guy as Josh Allen. He's playing in a... Well, you would, ho- you would hope, though, that he doesn't have the same final year as Josh Allen. Because Josh Allen didn't have a very good final year at Wyoming. Yes. That, but, you know, what's similar is look how many returning stars on that offense for Utah State. I don't know which one is which. Is bold, bold is returning stars. So only two. That shows two according to this Athlon preview. Uh-huh. Guess what happened to Josh Allen? He had like three coming back. Right, and he struggled. That's my point is so, that you should be able to, if you are going to yeah. be a transcendent player, you should be able to find success with whoever you're throwing the ball to. Uh, we'll see. I, yeah. I'm interested to see how it goes for Jordan Love this year because Utah State's got a lot of questions there. But it was good to hear from Star. And yeah. You heard him say it's harder to keep up because of the late-night games with Utah, but he still does like to track the Utes. He still roots for them. He comes back here when he's able to make make the trip back yeah. and check things out. And that's what we like to hear. Yep, definitely. And uh, I, I think that's an interesting comparison, Josh Allen and Jordan Love. So I think Jordan's a fantastic quarterback. I think he's already getting pro talk, so – Hopefully you can find some. I may or may not have year. picked him number one in my sixty and sixty. You may or may not have. You'll find out. I think he was. <laughs> he's in my top five. I'll put okay, it that way. Okay, fair enough. So, all right. Uh, coming up on the other side, we've got some more on the show for you. Don't forget, we are here at Stockton Twelve Honda for another. Uh, we're here till four o'clock, so make sure you come by and see us. We've had a bunch of listeners come by. Uh, you can get $500 more towards your trade-in if you come in to trade in your car, and then you can go from there right out to the lot and check out a giant selection of pre-owned Hondas or look at the 2019 Civics, Accords, HRVs, and CRVs. Um, 
There's a Honda Pilot right next to us. I believe this is one of the pre- it's oh, a no, pre-owned. That's a, a 2019. Oh, it is. Yeah. So it's a pre-owned 2019. That sounds like a great deal to get into. Mm-hmm. So you get a brand new car, a uh, couple miles on it. You can the drive. Yo, we'll let you drive this thing right out of the door here. Yeah, literally. Well. That'd be actually really funny. Uh, so uh, come down and see us. You can also uh, um, get two Hondas for $12 now through the end of June. They keep extending that deal because it is such a good deal and people are taking advantage of it. Yeah. So come down, 10860 South Auto Mall Drive. More coming up next here on the Saturday Show. Welcome back to Saturday Show here live from Stockton 12 Honda. Agent with Jay Catch. Follow me at AP Lizer. That's A P L E I S E R. You can follow Jake at Jacob C. Hatch. Make sure you check out all his podcasts and columns up there at 1280thezone.com. Mm-hmm. Locked on Cougars, uh, Salt City FC, DJ and Yox Soccer Talk. Also, the Hatch of Knowledge and the RPO. Mm-hmm. Jeez, you are not busy at all. No, not at all. Hey, funny tweet coming around. Since, uh, but we'll talk as we get back to the NBA conversation. Uh-huh. But Joe Ingles. Just tweeted, can someone send at Spider Mitchell a world clock so he doesn't FaceTime me at 2 a.m.? <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> and that probably just barely happened. It's probably like 2 a.m. in uh, in Adelaide right now. Probably, so yeah. Donovan's like, hey, I wonder what Joe's up to. Hey, Joe. And Joe's probably like, mate, what are you doing? <laughs> Did he? I wonder if he answered. That's the question. Well, I don't know. That's a good question. That's yeah. funny, though. Uh, that's just a you know, another example of how close – the guys are on on the jazz team that they it, enjoy each other it is actually uh very interesting how tight that squad is slash was this past season it's awesome because that is funny for him to be like okay can you stop facetiming me at 2 a.m yeah that's <laughs> I, I can't wait for joe to, to do it in response yep oh yeah i'm sure he will <laughs> um speaking of the nba before we get back into the finals jake i wanted to uh get your thoughts on the sideshow of game three Okay. Uh, in which Kyle Lowry went into the stands. Uh, minority owner, owner of the Golden State Warriors is it Mark Stevens. Mm-hmm. Hits him with a, I don't know, he definitely shoved him in an aggressive manner. It wasn't a punch, it wasn't, but he definitely, yes. uh, it was, he did shove him. He and, went uh, out of also, his way to do w- it. Yep, went out of his way and also had some language for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he has been banned by the NBA for a year and charged or fined $500,000. Do you believe that this is the correct call by the NBA? Should there have been more? Was it too hefty? What do you believe? And what should be done going forward? Well, because part of the conversation is if this was a fan, mm-hmm. he probably would have. Now, he's a fan too, but he has stake and he represents the team. If this was a fan, likely he's banned for life mm-hmm. in the NBA. Absolutely. No, as I was going to say, I was like, if this is any regular, regular fan, uh, regular old fan, as Joe, as D, as Scotty G likes to term them, Joe Schmuckatelli. If it was a Joe Schmuckatelli, and this is like you know, in a much lesser uh, deal, we were talking about Jake or uh, Drake, uh-huh. you know, yeah, doing stuff that's n- not necessarily in line with fan a shoulder of, rub mid game, yeah, not necessarily in line with fan uh, code of conduct yeah. for fans, but this obviously much worse. Um, you've heard the outcry from NBA players. Uh-huh. Um, Steve Kerr had a lot of words for it, and uh, this is what the NBA came up with on this. Let's put it this way: Mark Stevens is worth two point three billion with a B dollars. He was a partner with Joe Lacob. Lacob, Lacob. I don't know how you Whatever, say it. Yeah. He was a partner with him in Sequoia Partners, which is one of the biggest venture capital firms in the world. They fund all kinds of stuff. He has got money to burn. He'll pull out of his cash cat 
couch cushions and hand them the $500,000. The one-year ban, okay, that's a start. But like you said, if a player or another fan, like any regular fan were to do this, that's a hefty, hefty suspension. Mm-hmm. Most likely lifetime ban for the fan. For a player, at least one year in my mind. i got to give a ton of credit to Kyle Lowry, who understood at, he's a veteran, and at yeah. that moment he was able to – because we've seen players go the other way. Well, yeah, we had the and, uh, the Palace. It yeah. could have been so much worse, but he completely – he handled himself such like a pro. The thing that, like, I would love to for him to be – I would like him out of the Warriors' ownership. I think you should be forced to sell that part of his – he has lost the privilege of being a part owner of a basketball team, in my opinion. I think – um, Kyle Lowry said it best. He has no place in the league. The sucky thing is, is that he'll make a ton of money off of it. Yes, that's what makes he, this even worse. Is he, that he bought in when the Warriors were valued, I think, around like eight hundred million dollars, and yeah. now they're worth two point eight yeah. billion. And that's what sickens me is that this guy is going to get away with doing something. Another get away do. with, I guess, in a sense, uh, financially. Yeah, because if he is forced to sell, he's going to make a ton of money like I, I saw somewhere they're yeah. guessing 200 to 250 million dollars he would make Sheesh. just off of selling his share well i in my mind i think that the suspension and the fine is too low frankly mm-hmm. because like i said this guy's worth 2.3 billion dollars he can pull it out of his couch cushion hand you the money and then yeah he'll, he won't be able to be around the team he's been banned from all warrior team activities for a full year including next season and the postseason okay i get that he's being uh, penalized that way but if this is a player, this is yep, another fan, they're facing at least a year, and that's at the very, very minimum. So I don't think that the punishment fit the crime, for lack of a better term, in this circumstance. But if you're the NBA, don't you have to say it's an image. we have to hold our owners to this standard? Like it's, it's, an, it's an image issue, and... I think that the NBA comes off looking a little bit weak here. And Adam and Silver was like, oh, I'm fine with it. Well, he was very he was very apologetic about it. Well, there's also rumors that his wife was the one, you remember a couple years ago during the Christmas Day game when the lady got cut by LeBron doing yeah. the crying motion? That's apparently his wife, Mark Stevens' wife. Yeah. So a couple of entitled people who are... So the way the NBA handled this, I get that he's apologetic for it. There was no reason for that guy to reach two seats over and yeah. shove an NBA player. Yep, I just I'm, I just come down to he's lost the privilege and he should be I have it taken dude, away from him. He should so. li- he should have to liquidate his share in the. Li- in fact, he shouldn't get paid. They should just take just it away. Take from it him. away. <laughs> hey, I I but do. he will. I'm just yeah, I, he, I live in this world that yes it won't. He's gonna get paid regardless. He'll get yeah. he'll have plenty of money. But I don't I don't like how the NBA went about trying to to just move this to the back burner. Because right. they were like, well, he's very apologetic about it. We we talked about it. And there's a, I'm like, Kate, but if this is anybody else, a player, another fan, yeah. uh, a coach, anybody else, they're sitting down for a long time. This guy just happens to have an ownership stake in your franchise, has a lot of money, and you're trying to get rid of this as quickly as possible. Well, guess what? You made kind of a weak statement with what you – hit him with in my mind totally agree and as far as the series goes at least we've moved on on the basketball court and uh, nothing really more happened out of that situation than what they uh, at least the what they're trying to do we'll see if things change going forward but last night the uh, Raptors get the victory and go up three games to one keep the Warriors to the 
first time, lowest points in the playoffs to so far. Mm-hmm. And uh, kind of, I was a little surprised that it went the way it did just with the return of Clay Thompson. I thought that might be enough yeah. firepower. I think um, before three, uh, a question I asked to Tony and Austin was without Clay, without KD, are the Warriors better than the Raptors still? Uh, I would have argued no, but it was close, I think you could argue. And then we found out that, no, they don't have enough to keep up. Steph had to do everything, mm-hmm. and they still couldn't win. And now Clay comes back, and I was a little surprised at how the game went with when they had those two guys. But certainly Kawhi Leonard outdueled everybody and had help from a lot of his, a lot of his teammates. Serge Ibaka had a big game. And there's one thing I'm learning about this Raptors team, Jake, is after game one, the conversation was, what can be what can be taken away that will tra- uh, carry through the rest of the series? Will the Raptors be able to shoot as well as they did from three? Will these other guys be able to step up the entire series? Game one, mm-hmm. they were pretty much perfect. Yeah. Game two, the Warriors came back and won that game. Game three, back to everyone contributing. Game four, Kawhi Leonard and everybody contributing. So what I'm learning about this Raptors team is they're actually pretty consistent with what they get from all of their players, including their star. They are. In that regard, absolutely they are. So, man, I I actually am okay with the Toronto Raptors winning this because I think it shows that the Golden State is not as invincible as we all assumed they were. And mm-hmm. there will always be this caveat that, hey, they weren't healthy in this in this series. I get that. I get that. It will always be part of the conversation. But guess what? But they were healthy-ish. They just didn't have Durant, who was their – Insurance policy. exactly. So I, I'm. I, we talked about for a while here during these playoffs, Adrian. When Durant went down, how much funner it's to see Golden State play with with their old lineup mm-hmm. in essence, because we had guys like Sean Livingston on the court. You had Andre Iguodala. You had the Splash Brothers and Draymond running things. I think the NBA is starting to catch up a little bit to what they have done. They revolutionized the game. There's no doubt, doubt about it. Well, and that's what the entire league's goal was, and was to catch up to the Warriors. I think, yeah. I think we're seeing them catch up a little bit. And I think it actually, if you're an NBA fan right now, the Warriors losing this series does more, and I know that sounds really weird, does more for the NBA than them winning it. Does that make I sense? I agree, yep. Uh, it's just because it shows there's a little more parity than we all thought there was originally, at least at this season. Because mm-hmm. I think before the season, I was like, well, okay, well, the Warriors are going to win another one. Well, I think the last five years we've thought that. I get that. But yeah. the fact that. No, won- that's more to your point. Oh, yeah, like- but if they're going to pull only three of them out, yeah. the, the War- Cleveland got the one, and then if mm-hmm. the Toronto gets this other one, it shows that the league, hey, maybe there's a little more parity at the top than we all thought. Yeah, there's one big team that everyone's trying to catch but they're beatable they are beatable but they're certainly the team that everyone's trying to get to and they revolutionized the Mm -hmm. game the league has changed as a result of what they have done and that's a credit to them they have created a new era of the nba and now i think that the nba is going to be better for it because now the teams are starting to catch up makes for a little more fun so does it change your narrative at all of if the raptors win this that the east sucks and nah no. Still think the East is far, like that far away, far the, behind? The East is still top heavy. Yeah, certainly. There's, yeah. There, there are good teams in the East, but top to bottom, if you were to, let's say, let, let's just we say. You could argue the West is top heavy because the Warriors are. Yes, but I also think that the middle and bottom of the West is much more competitive than the East middle and bottom. Does that make sense? Like if you were to take. Top four, okay. If you were to take, let's just for fun. Okay. Let's get into a for fun thing. Okay. 
Top four teams this year out of the East. Toronto, Milwaukee, Boston, Philly, right? Okay. Those yeah. are the one mm-hmm. through four. And the West was Golden State. Denver. Denver. Portland. Houston. Houston, yeah. Well, you're talking about if we had those four go against each yeah, other? Yeah, what are you – East versus West in that. This uh, is an East versus West NBA battle. That's kind of a fun conversation. Now, to your point, five through eight – Certainly skews hard west. Well, and even the, I think the twelve through right, sure. fifteen in the but west. the top four. If we just take yeah. the top four of each, okay, the top four. But that, that goes to kind of what I'm saying. I feel like the top four in the East very competitive. Yeah, I think all of those are competitive. This off season could change that because I think Boston losing Kyrie, they're not going to be as good. If they get Anthony Davis, obviously they'd be right back into the mix of things, but. Or if everyone stays and comes west. What Fair. if Kyrie goes to L.A., Durant decides to stay somewhere in the west, then the west is just ridiculous. If Kawhi goes to the Clippers, then we're all just – it's just – And let's say the Jazz get somebody like a D'Angelo The best Russell, player in the yeah. east conference is Kyrie Irving. Well, you said Kyrie's going to L.A. already. Oh, yeah, true. I did say so, that. So who's left in the um, east? Giannis, right? Obviously. Giannis, yes. yes. Giannis is the <laughs> – that's true. Giannis – so I I forgot about him. I feel actually, like I said Kyrie, and I forgot Giannis it's okay. existed. The, the four the four top teams in the East, yeah, they're on very much on par with what the West. Yeah, has I to think offer. that's fair to say. But you drop down, yeah, the yeah. five through eight, and even down through five through fifteen. I think it skews heavily towards the West. Can this offseason change that a lot? Yeah, you'd say Kevin Durant goes to the Knicks; he makes them relevant. You have Kyrie go to Brooklyn; they make, makes them even more relevant than they already mm-hmm. were. That could bring a little more of the uh, – Kawhi maybe stays in Toronto. The competitive balance could balance out that way a little bit. But we need to see that happen before we can have that conversation. But right now, I think what you said right there, if you had those top four go against each other, you'd be hard-pressed to say that the East is not as good as the West. If those are just the top four. Right. And I know the argument is, well, the top four got to beat up on the bottom part of the East – for more than the West gets to, which is but true. But we're going to have an Eastern team looking yeah. like they're going to win the title yeah. here, and they had to battle through the Eastern Conference turn. The, the Eastern Bucs. Conference. They beat the yeah. Sixers and the Bucks. Exactly. So, that, so they've, tough... they've battled through. Yeah. So I, there is a conversation to be had there. It just is very interesting to me how the West is getting stronger, it feels like, while the top of the East is still strong, but the rest of the East is just like, what are you yeah, doing? Yeah, the West is strong, so strong, but the East might win it all. That's the interesting thing. And to your point, that goes back to how there is more. There, if the Raptors win this series, it's good for the league mm-hmm. to show that there's more parity than we want to maybe think or admit. Yeah, well, if this went, if this goes five and the Warriors go down a little quietly in five, I would say. And it very well could be that. And that very well could be the case. And I'm taking the Raptors to win at home, so. I am too. I think it's. I think they get this victory. So, so Monday, Monday night we could be done with the NBA for the year. Then what do we talk about? But we'll oh, talk we got about. plenty to talk yes, about. Yes, we do. Then the free agent, free is already dominating the conversation yep. in many ways. Think about when the season actually is over. Yeah, Jake Scott says he likes the off season more than the actual season because it's I'm, so fascinating. I'm actually with him. Yeah. Totally. So, all right, uh, coming up on the other side, we will wrap things up here from Stockton 12 Honda on the Saturday show and make way uh, for the movie zone with myself and Austin Horton. Mm-hmm. That's all coming up here on the, on, uh, the Zone Sports Network. Mm-hmm. Wrapping things up here on the Saturday show here on the Zone Sports Network. We are saying goodbye to our good friends at Stockton 12 Honda, but they'll be here for the rest of the day mm-hmm. and the weekend, so make sure you come by and see them course remember you can uh get the civics for five dollars a day accords and hrv six dollars a day crv eight dollars a day 
And uh, you can also get two Hondas for $12 a day. So take advantage of that deal. Uh, you can buy any car online at StockTo12Honda.com if that's more of your speed is being online and doing a little shopping that way. And also, if you're looking for something pre-owned, they have a giant selection of certified pre-owned Hondas. And if I know anything about buying pre-owned cars, it's really good to buy them from the dealership of which they came from. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So if you're going to buy a pre-owned Honda, you might as well come down here to stock to 12 Honda. they got a great selection. So. And the parts and service department, yeah. they'll have you squared away. They helped Jake today. Yeah. And uh, with his car, got Money. it done really quickly. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they've. Jake can say as a customer himself that they helped out. Big I'm time. bringing it back. Let's put it that yes, way. Yes, <laughs> Jake's bringing it back. So <laughs> uh, don't uh, make sure you come down and see, see them. It's a great day out there, sunny day. Looks like the weather's a little warmer. Mm-hmm. Dropped about 20 degrees between yesterday and today. So Yep. Still great, though. But we come have on. a great time, as we always do. June so far has actually been very um, – It's been mild. It's yeah, been really mild. nice. And it's been nice. Yeah, absolutely. So. It hasn't quite hit the hot 100 degrees yet. So we're saying Let's goodbye. Let's hope it doesn't. Let's, and I mean, we'll be back here, I'm sure, in a couple of weeks. So if we you will. missed us today, but big shout-out to everyone who stopped by. Mm-hmm. All right, Adrian. So Movie Zone coming up next. What are you guys talking about today? We were talking about – this is our poll question of the day – is – uh, if I can remember. Oh, it's what is your favorite franchise that continues to make movies or what is a franchise that needs to stop making movies? Um, they've, they've gone far enough. I know X-Men, of course. It's probably Yeah, it's based on the Dark Phoenix. Yeah. I don't know. That's a great question. I didn't We're like getting it. a lot of Fast and the Furious movies. Fast they, and the Furious can keep printing money. Go ahead. You love those it. movies? I enjoy them. Even I know when The Rock is driving across a glacier and reaches out and pushes a torpedo you, away. You have, to like suspend, you have to suspend your belief. They've come a long <laughs> way from racing through the streets I of know, L.A. I know. But they're having a good time with it. They're printing money there. Are you going to go see the spinoff, the Hobbs and Shaw? Absolutely. Okay. Hobbs and Shaw. I'm all Who, in. Killed half his team, but all of a sudden they're best friends with him. I know, I don't get it either. Yeah, but okay, but I, I'm one that I was very mad they made the new movie was Indiana Jones. Okay, with the uh, Shia LaBeouf and Aliens, Crystal Skull, that one. Yeah, yeah. No, no, thank you. And I know some people would say the James Bond series. I want to keep Bond going. I like Bond. This is why James Bond works because they replace James Bond. They do absolutely. This is why Indiana Jones needs to change because they could replace, make Chris Pratt or somebody Indiana Jones and call. Well, it apparently, um, uh, who's Indiana Jones? Um, Harrison Ford doesn't want anybody to replace him. That's okay. Sorry, Harrison. You're eighty, he so apparently doesn't want it to happen. So maybe uh, Indiana Jones is done. I think one. Uh, Let's see. The Transformers, I think, went a little too far. Now, did. Bumblebee was pretty good. So they came I haven't out seen Bumblebee yet. So that one was good. But that I went like from Transformers Mark, yeah. on the planet to King Arthur's Court up in space. <laughs> so you know when you've run out of ideas. <laughs> Mark there. Wahlberg, I think, helped bring it back a little bit. But, yeah, it's that franchise got off the rails real yeah, quick. Definitely. So uh, make sure to catch the movie zone. We're coming up on the other side. Should be a lot of fun. Tweak the show at Austin Horton at AP Liza with your franchise favorites. Uh, that's going to do it for us, for uh, Jake Hatch and Nate Scholes and Eric Jansen back in the studio. I'm Adrian Leiser. We'll catch you next weekend here on the Saturday show on the Zone Sports.